1: Nice tackle, but an unfortunate turnover for the Sun Devils. And the
0: first turnover of the night by Arizona State. And
1: there it is. A
0: record-setting run. Zach Moss runs his way into Utah
1: football history. And the Utes get the win, 21-3. to PK, the defense isn't going to play much better than that. The only reason they didn't get a shutout was a fumble at the 18-yard line. Aside from, And even then, they pushed
2: him back a little bit. Uh, minus four-yard drive, yeah. I don't think the offense is going to play any better than that defensively because I thought a couple of things that were understated at two of those turnovers that Utah had, the ASU's defense could have returned them for touchdowns and it really made things interesting, but the offense turned defense because they were both open field turnovers and looked like there was some path to run. And the offense got over there pretty quick to make tackles on defense. But yeah, it was a complete and total dominant performance. Not the game of the day, though. I mean I'm shocked that you decided that Utah was bigger than BYU's win. Yeah, I just went in order of the games. How about that? That was a stunner. I mean, this was a necessary thing, but, I mean, they didn't win anything, but they're still in second place. Still trailing USC, who
1: beat Arizona, Handle. good.
2: Yeah. USC's a good football team. Yeah. I mean, they're not SC, Pete Carroll, Reggie Bush, blah, blah, blah. But they're still a good team. They're a good football team, right. yeah. Because
1: Notre Dame's really good, and that was a really close game, even in their losses.
2: Yeah, exactly. The three losses have been close. I mean, in Washington, they scored late, made it a two-touchdown and margin rather than just a one. But that was a close game. So, But SC has to play Oregon. Maybe ASU could get them, but their offense is going to have to get better, obviously. But that was a complete and total dominant performance. best defensive performance I've seen Utah ever play. Literally ever.
1: So, how worried should Ute fans be about uh, Tyler limping around and not being in there in the fourth quarter? You think that was well, more
2: precautionary? or A couple of things. I, I think that the... I, I'm, I refuse to discuss injuries because Kyle gets upset each time you do it, <laughs> uh, but they're playing Cal this week. Normally, you would think that you know Cal is 0-3 without Garber, so they look like they're a mess. They don't have anybody, but Utah's backups are not, I hate to say it, but they're not Pac-12 worthy.
1: Not ready to light the world on fire and no. dominate people?
2: I mean, outside of Huntley, their quarterback situation is a mess. They better hope that this rising kid really is a player, but he's another kid who couldn't hack it someplace else and is moving around. So, uh, they, they obviously, Tyler Huntley is the MVP, you could argue, MVP of the league, let alone just the Utes. Uh, so, I don't necessarily think they need him against Cal, but I don't want to go any further into injuries because they don't Kyle like to talk about it. Up, yeah. uh, but it's going to be an ongoing concern all season.
1: Well, I can read that two ways, so good work. You can't get in trouble for that. Well, that just means the potential of injury is there every game. Right. That is, yes, and has been since game one. That's no different. But is the worry bigger now because he's limping around? He reached for his calf, but then the sideline guy said he was getting his ankle taped. So, whatever, lower leg. I don't think it's either. All right, DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag BYU. BYU. They are two for 11 in fourth down situations this year. Not at high success rate for sure. Can they keep this drive alive? Romney sneaks under center. He's going to throw it. Man, wide open. It's Bushman. Touchdown. BYU surprising Boise State on the fourth down and short. And they get six points out of it.
1: Jeff Grimes, a couple of bold calls. PK fooled the Boise State defense twice with that, and then the flea flicker. It's a reverse. It's a throwback to the quarterback.
2: Ah, it's a touchdown.
1: You sure Jeff Grimes called that play? Ah, you think someone else called it? I gave the offensive coordinator the call, but I guess you got a passing game coordinator, and they were passes, so there's that.
2: Well, I can tell you that both guys called plays. During the game. That, A-Rod I can, also. I can say that Well, with 100% certainty. Fortune favors the
1: bold is the cliche. Yeah, that was really a, just and so they were strange,
2: bold. man. You're just bold, aggressive. Yeah, it and was it was paid like, this off. This was a completely different team, even different from when they beat SC. I can't explain it. I'm trying to, we are talking on TV last night, I'm trying to explain it, and I really don't know how I can do it. I, I can't put it into words, which is shocking for me, a blowhard, that I can't figure out but okay. I know it when I saw it. More surprising
1: that with the third string quarterback and the second string running back and really not much of a running game they were able to win this game. Or more surprising that BYU's defense did such a good job for such a long period of time. And granted they were they were getting beaten there at the end on those last two drives and I think all Cougar fans are happy that Boise State didn't have five minutes for one more drive because that could have been bad. But they didn't. And BYU ran out the clock and they won the game. But that Boise State scored a touchdown so quickly and then was sitting on 10 points so late in the game. That was a long stretch of really
2: good play by the BYU defense. I'm not going to compare one versus the other, but I just like the, the attitude, the aggressive mindset of we're going for broke here. We're going to play like it's literally our last football game. And it worked, and it was on all sides, the coaching staff, the players, everybody. And it was really fun to watch a team play like its life depended on it and maybe to the extent the coaching lives depended on it. And we heard the players earlier in the week talk about how they love playing for the man. And almost to the point of El yeah, he was going to fight you right there and then <laughs> if you pushed him one more time with that question. Is that they weren't going to take it, man. They're not going to allow this guy to lose his job. And that mindset that they had, you know, obviously if you can say they would have had it in the prior two games, they probably would have won. Uh, but nevertheless, they didn't, and they beat Boise. And Boise had a nice comeback and very well could have, but it, it didn't matter because they didn't. That was BYU's—I thought it was the best game they played this season and most likely the best game they played since Wisconsin, even hi- acknowledging that they'd beat SC. Why is this better than SC? I mean, because I thought they were both the, really good, but I I just, just the way them. they played, they weren't as desperate against SC. It didn't seem to be, anyway. And they weren't coming off two crappy, horrendous losses. Oh, that's true. And they weren't playing a team that was undefeated, and they weren't playing late at night, miserable, and rain, and the everything. That's owned you in yeah. the series history. And, and certainly throw in the fact that the history is there, and they've literally owned you to the point of just dominating you in terms of wins and losses. Maybe the games have been close, like some of the Utes, but... Close losses don't count for anything other than close losses, and I just love the the, the desperation that they played with. To me, it, it, something that isn't visible or tangible virtually was. Well, they
1: got a bye week now to get ready. They got Utah State coming up. They got a great chance to be bowl eligible now. And uh, <laughs> it's not that we're surprised what their record is, but man, are we surprised how they got here. <laughs> How often can you say, I predicted four, and, and I know some people pick three wrong and some pick five, but let's go to the middle ground. I picked four games wrong, but they're pretty much right where I thought they'd be. It's a weird deal, but there they are nonetheless, three and four. All right, DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Utah State.
1: Here comes your kickoff. Let's see if they let Savon Scarver return this one. Scarver will, from the goal line to the
0: 10 to the 15, gets a hole, and here we go. They will not catch him. 30 20 15 10 5 all-american touchdown for the aggies
1: wow that was a thing of beauty right down the middle of the field he set it up angling to the right for just a moment then cut back to the left and it was wide open broke a tackle made the kicker miss As a matter of fact the kicker never, never had a chance save on blue right by him his second kick six of the season which brings up the question, and Scotty was kind of posing it there at the start. Why in the world would they let him return it? Why are people kicking to him, PK? Not watching well, game
2: film. He's only returned two, which is awesome. Uh, but I, I can't, I can't speak for the mindset of the Nevada coaches. But it was, yeah, this kid's is a threat, obviously.
1: Thirty-six to ten. So despite the bad weather up there, they cover also that big three touchdown spread they had, and they were well beyond the 21-22 points they were getting. 4-2 and two now on the year for the Aggies, and uh, their defense also, they give up a touchdown late, but that defense let them get out in front there and uh, took all the drama out of that. They had Nevada all bottled up there in the first half, 22-3 to three at the half. We got Gary Anderson coming up at 8.30. We can talk with the Aggie coach then. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football. The court for the win in the air.
1: There's a the color guy was a little too excited. Was he too excited? Yeah, I think so. Right. Illinois. He's... I couldn't T- get that excited. Total but... fan
2: mode at that well, point. But it's one thing to holler and scream, but that was even more than that. Let's well, go. What, what are you, you going <laughs> to analyze? It's a field goal that went through the uprights. You won. You were a 30-point underdog. A staggering amount of points. I mean, that's as large as it gets, basically, and you won. I, I, I couldn't. I've never been that big of a fan but I guess if you are, and I'm thankful that there are people like that. Undefeated sixth-ranked Wisconsin takes their first loss of the year. People like him provide us work, and I'm very grateful. I I don't have that level of fandom. I've never gone that nuts over any victory ever in my life. That was the
1: big shocker of the weekend. There were other ranked teams that lost, including inside the Pac-12. Oregon beat Washington. 35-31, 35-31, so they got a two-game lead over Oregon State and three games in the loss column over everybody else. They are running away and hiding
2: in the north, PK. Well, We know exactly where they are.
1: <laughs> First place I don't in the know north. they're hiding.
2: The bags and, packed, and ready
1: to go to the Pac-12 title game? For sure,
2: yeah. I think that uh, that's Utah's nemesis to get through the Rose Bowl, or SC. Whichever one should emerge, I still think it's going to be Utah because I don't think SC is going to beat Oregon, and they're going to provide you with that loss. Now you need to beat Washington because asking SC to lose two more times might be too much, but that's on you. If you lose uh, to Washington and then lose the tiebreaker, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Fact. Yeah fact 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 i believe sc will lose again it's just a question though and i don't think utah the only chance they have to lose now unless huntley has uh, serious issues is washington you win that game then it's set up and that's pretty cool for the conference sake to have set up with two teams with power records going in there really haven't beaten anybody of national note anyway Uh, but that's your chance to beat each other Seventh-ranked Penn State
1: is still perfect. They held off Michigan, so they avoid Wisconsin State. Setting themselves up for a big game with Ohio State. All right, DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NFL. Shotgun formation, quick count. Rogers takes, swings it right side. Jamal Williams, touchdown, Green Bay. Tahir Whitehead had coverage, but he had no chance. into the season and the Packers take the lead 13 to 10. They fake the jet sweep. Rogers deep drop throws left side of the end zone. Got his man. Touchdown Jimmy Graham. A lunging grab at the far side pylon. Three yard touchdown pass. Eric Harris beaten on the play and the Packers extend to a 34-17 lead.
1: And the Packers end up beating the Raiders 42-24. to Aaron Rodgers throws five touchdown passes. He runs for another touchdown. The Patriots play later tonight, and the Niners, who are undefeated, are winning with uh, awesome defensive numbers. For the Packers, who have one loss, awesome offense, PK. They, they just looked like a well-oiled machine in that game, just flying up and down the field. The game really changed right before halftime. Fumble stretch for the end zone, and when you fumble the ball into the end zone and out the side of the end zone, it's a touchback. So Carr fumbled that away and Rodgers took him 80 yards and it was a blowout from there. He's on top of his game right now. It's fun to watch. Saints on top of their game without Drew Brees. Who knew? That's five in a row now, PK. Five in a row.
2: You got Taysom Hill, man. Anything's possible you They'd, see him catch that ball? They beat the Bears. And they ran like four yards. It was incredible. <laughs> he can catch. He did your timeline light up like mine did? <laughs> <laughs> he caught that ball, man. They did that little swing fast to him. And, then he, and he knew where to go. It was no hesitation. Boom, he was right there. Touchdown.
1: Well, you probably don't want to hear a lot of Arizona State talk on the radio today, do you? Oh, fine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it'll be a lot of, uh, what? A lot of uh, why Arizona why, why, Cardinals. Why not? Yeah. Oh, oh! I thought you meant our because they won three. No, we're in the NFL. Arizona's won three in a row. Not over
2: the most awesome competition, but nonetheless, yeah, win or lose, they, that's who they talk about. They won three. Devils in a row. could be fourteen and zero. That, <laughs> that never changes. They could. I mean, it, they, they don't talk about those guys. No, I'm more than willing to talk about it here. I know, I know. We'll talk about it
1: here. Now, I was talking in relation to the NFL because the Cardinals have a three game win streak. Yeah, but it wouldn't I mean, matter.
2: I mean, I think they beat Cincinnati, Atlanta, and the Giants. Sucks. Not exactly murderers rough. Well. Sucks, sucky. But, all to... but it's still, it's three wins. And the NFC West doesn't have a team under five hundred. Good for them. I mean, Seattle was a little bit of a surprise defeat. They're losing to Baltimore. Yeah, a couple but, of defensive know, scores. Lamar for Jackson's the, the the a Raiders. player, man. He's fun to, he's fun to watch. He's running right there on TV right now.
1: The Niners are still undefeated. At a deluge in Washington, D.C., they win. Nine nothing with slip and slide video guys running and sliding all over the place, all waterlogged. But they are still undefeated, and the Patriots are undefeated, and they'll play the Jets tonight. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball. Here's a two one, and that's driven Pete to left center field. Garner is. Good.
1: Astros back to the series. They had chances to put it away early, they didn't. The Yankees came and tied it up, and Altuve delivers the dramatic blast. And now the Astros, huge favorites over the Nationals, biggest World Series favorite in 12 years, according to odds makers. You see it that way, or you figure the Nationals with their starting pitching, this is more even than you think?
2: Uh, I would go more the latter. Sure, yeah, but I certainly would favor Houston. maybe you're a better ball club but you don't know what's going to happen there. Pitching pitching dominates. Pitching, clutch hitting. I think Houston has a better lineup for sure. That's why baseball's the greatest sport ever. That's 5'6", 165-pound guy. Drives one out of the park. Again. Off a 6'4", dude who throws 100. Name me what other sport can a 5'6 guy dominate a 6'4 guy?
1: Well, they could have dunked on him in basketball, and he could have uh, trucked him in a
2: football game. It just doesn't happen. It does not happen, man. It was I was watching it live. It was just awesome. I'm not a Nationals fan or any fan for that matter, but just to see it at home, James Harden and Russell Westbrook sitting in the first row, it was awesome.
1: DJ and PK, hashtag RSL. Well, another sport where the smaller guy can make a difference. Coming on as I, a sub, you're going to say that in soccer. Plata allegedly 5'2". but possibly they're all not short that tall. In at least Americans. He found Salvarino. Salvarino got the goal late, in RSL, like the Astros, had chances early and. Didn't put them away, but they got the goal late and they got the win and they're on to Seattle.
2: And the I'm glad round. that you and Yach made a conscious decision to follow this. Oh,
1: come on. Don't do this oh, to oh, me.
2: You didn't do it? Uh, read this, the first line here. <laughs> I knew when you pulled that paper <laughs> from out from Thursday. It <laughs> read it. The very first line. Greg Jack. Uh, below that, the oh. line where we start the sports uh, recaps. Just
1: read it out loud. The Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz dropped their preseason finale 126 to 118 to the Portland Timbers. I really was wondering, where are we going with this? Yeah.
2: I'm glad you two you made held that, on to that decision. A, clearly he did, because he just put handed it, it to me. Put it in the backpack. Yes, I did. Portland Timbers, of course. Not the Trailblazers. But I'm glad you they two, got two represent teams, got confused. 1280 The Zone hey, with its soccer coverage. Listen to DJ and Yock's soccer talk, our podcast, okay? And I'm probably going to pass on that. And I don't think I'm alone. But go RSL. On to face the Sounders. Donovan Mitchell's got a future in television, doesn't he? All things to all people. He tweeted out, way to go, RSL." Something like that. Is that the Ute game? I mean, if something ever happens to softball Mick, He can. you can have Mitch uh, Mitchell do your prep of the week. Seems unlikely. Softball Mick? I don't think we pay enough. Donovan will. Still a little here and there, but I don't see him. Yeah, but see, he's not like you. He doesn't do things for the almighty buck. <laughs> ah. Well, we'll see if he goes into local TV. It's a
1: short list of guys. It sort of
2: already is.
1: <laughs> short list of guys who are doing that.
2: When's your when's your team play?
1: RSO plays the Sounders Wednesday night, FS1. Well, that's good that it's a weeknight. Get out of the football. Exactly. Yeah, that's a smart decision. Yep. And uh, same way with the uh, whoever advances the conference final, get another weeknight
2: game. Good can pay attention to it then it's difficult on uh, the weekend for sure
1: RSL was playing on uh, ESPN News the same time the Aggies were playing on ESPN News the same time the Cougars were playing on ESPN two. yes exactly the family of networks embracing Utah fully holy cow the time zone Ben. fact What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Frank Dolce, our Utah insider and analyst for the Zone Sports Network, will join us next. Gary Anderson, Aggie football coach at 830. Stay with us.
0: And now, attention. Top of the wire. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: Monday Night Football, RSL. Or Monday Night Football. It'll be the New England Patriots. Yeah, and we, the can't, New... we can't
2: get yep. past it, man. These conscious decisions.
1: The <laughs> Patriots <laughs> and the Jets tonight at six fifteen. New England undefeated. You can listen to the game right here on the Zone Sports Network. Tuesday night, the World Series begins. Astros and the Nationals. And then Wednesday, it's RSL and Seattle and the MLS playoffs top of the wire brought to you by ken garf chrysler jeep dodge ram the savings are on at ken garf west valley jeep stop by during jeep adventure days and take advantage of our special offers on select new models whatever you're looking for we'll have it at west valley jeep this is tony Parks and austin horton you guys need to get over this thing
0: this
2: habit of yours when you go to the movies. i don't think it's a habit i was taught not to put your feet on the furniture (laughs) <laughs> Plain and simple So when I go to the movie theater When it has the <laughs> recliner uh-huh. Watching a flick uh-huh. I, uh, I take my shoes off And I get comfortable At the movie theater. At the movie theater. Now, I make sure my socks don't just smell disgusting. And Uh no, I don't walk around the movie theater with my shoes off. I'm not, like, going out and standing in line at the concessions (laughs) or going to the (laughs) restroom. And I make sure that socks don't smell. How uh, do you make sure of that? Wear new
1: socks before you go. So you change your socks before going to the movies. Before going to the movies, because I know I'm going to take my shoes
0: off.
2: And I don't (laughs) want to disrupt other people.
0: Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: DJP is brought to you in part by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Time now to welcome in Frank Dolce, our Utah insider and analyst for the Zone Sports Network. He joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99 visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning.
3: Good morning, guys. Hope you had a great weekend. Mine sucked. I hope you recovered. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs)
2: No, you know, the way I look at it is that this is Utah's turn because if you go back the last time the Sun Devils came to Rice-Eccles Stadium when Huntley was a sophomore, he threw four interceptions and his yards per completion were 4.4, and they lost 30-10, to and the last touchdown was scored with about two and a half minutes to go. So when you have a senior-laden team, you should dominate a freshman-laden team, and they did, and that's to take nothing away from Utah because I believe that that was the best defensive effort literally I've ever seen in my 26 years living here the U of U play.
3: That was very impressive. I, I don't know that I've ever witnessed anything like that. And Utah, Utah did its best to give, the, to give the game away on the offensive side several times with the turnovers. Yeah. But how do you – I mean, you just can't so, – so turnovers to me are the most important stat in football. Like, you never win that game. You never win a game where you have four turnovers and lose the turnover battle and a minus two and quality teams play unless you hold the opposing quarterback to four completions on 18 tries and, and harass him every single play. And, and Utah was able to do that.
1: Why were there so many Utes coming free so often to get in his face, to flush him out of the pocket, to sack him? Because they started two freshmen on the offensive line.
3: <laughs> well, that was one. The big left tackle was matched up against Bradley and I, and that was a little that that was unfair. I think they they said the guy was that kid is seventeen years old. He is. if that's true, yeah, it is. That's. That that's very difficult. Right. So, and then they didn't give him much help. I mean, I didn't see him get any help. So they're trying to go one on one with the left tackle and Bradley and I, and so that was a mismatch. And then Lecky Fotu was actually matched up against another freshman, a redshirt freshman, at guard, and so that's kind of a mismatch. And then Utah defensively did stuff they haven't done this year, or if they've done it, they've done it very very rarely. And they were bringing heat almost every, it felt like every single play. So linebackers, defensive backfield, everybody getting involved in rushing and harassing the quarterback. And, and so I'm not sure that Arizona State had a lot of film to prep for that because I don't think Utah showed too much of it prior. And that was the game plan, just to, just to heat up the quarterback. And, and, uh, and boy, they, they did. They did. Bradley and I was fantastic. Lecky Fotu was really good. He didn't have a bunch of numbers, but he just he kept taking people up, and then and then when he did, linebackers kept running free. So that that defensive effort was fairly impressive.
2: Yeah, best I've ever seen. They totally overwhelmed them from the offensive perspective. I thought they were. Fine, they got a little loose with the ball. I thought actually a couple of uh, under-reported plays were when they had the Moss fumble and the Huntley pick. Those were potential open fields, but the offense rallied to make the tackle because the only way ASU was going to come even close to winning that game was to get multiple defensive scores, and they had a couple of open fields, particularly on that interception, which I believe was either – close to or in Utah's territory and they made some nice tackles and then they had the field goal after they gained a minus four yards. So it was a complete and total domination. But offensively they struggled a bit, but they got enough done and that's then and that's the way ASU plays. I mean they they they're trying to keep the score low and all that. But I have to say Utah's backup quarterbacks, man, they're really weak, and they 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 couldn't be like BYU or SC. Go down to their third team guy. I mean, I was surprised, and I mean, I guess maybe I shouldn't say that, but that just wasn't good enough. I mean, Huntley has got to play, or the, this team is in trouble.
3: Well, I didn't, you know, Huntley's numbers aren't terrible, but I I didn't think he was great in that game. Certainly not what he's been in the past several weeks, and I credit. ASU. Yeah. I mean ASU brought a very physical brand of football on the defensive side. I was impressed the way that that the Sun Devils played in that game, and so Lisk and and Shelley, they they, they came into kind of this monster, and and that was that, that's difficult for those two guys. They certainly there's a big step down. I don't think there's any question between the the starting quarterback Huntley and those other two guys, but but I also say Arizona State game with a physical, aggressive game plan that would have harassed a lot of different quarterbacks. By the way, there's this thing, P.K., I wanted to get your thoughts on it, because there was this thing going around, um, and Hans and I talked about it on the postgame, people were saying that, that Arizona State played dirty, and I don't think they played dirty. There was one play that I thought was very questionable, and the guy got thrown out of the game, I thought that was probably the right call, on the targeting call against sure. Moss. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But now. Out- Outside of that, I thought it was just a very physical brand of defensive football. I don't know if you thought any different, but I didn't think it was dirty.
2: Well, it was physical, certainly. Whether it's dirty depends on which team you root for. I understand that. Fandom comes in. But I don't think there's any question that the Sun Devils lost their composure. And this is a team under Herm Edwards that doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't commit penalties. And they committed 12 penalties. And uh, they had like that one where uh, Huntley went out. I think they had two personal fouls. And, you know, I think that the, you gain a little bit of a rep, and I think the refs tend to look for stuff if they know that you're a physical team. So I think they put themselves in the position to be called on stuff. But it dirty, you know, it, it's like every time there's a targeting, you agree with it if you're a fan of the team who's getting penalized, not getting penalized. You know, they reviewed a targeting on a play where Jaden Daniels slid, but there was no late hit. So they decided it wasn't targeting... But he slid, which, if you're reviewing it, by definition means he got hit as he was sliding. And and I agree, there shouldn't have been targeting, but you're reviewing it, so then I heard from the Devils fans, well, wait a second, how do you go and review a targeting hit when a quarterback slides because then you're admitting that he got hit when he slid, but yet there was no, and I think it was on Lloyd, but yet there was no late hit. 15-yard
1: penalty for late hit? Yeah, right. There's, right. there's no personal
2: foul, right. right and, and, and so they didn't call it on that, so the Devil fans are Up in arms on that. I think that's fan stuff, but I do think that the Devils lost their composure. This is the biggest game they played to date. And. They were supposed to lose. They should have lost. I think if you're looking at ASU, you're wondering, well, how do you lose to Colorado at home? Not how do you get outclassed yeah. by Utah because Utah has a great team. They're senior laden. You aren't. See in the next couple years when things change, just like the Utes could say two years ago. See in the next couple years when Huntley's a senior, those things type of ha- those type of things happen. But I was disappointed in their lack of composure and their number of penalties, which twelve blows my mind that Utah actually had six against SC. That's because 12 seemed outrageous. And that's right. the first time they're in that spot. They'll learn from it. But to me, Utah is a mature team with a ton of talent. And going forward here, it's all about beating Washington because I think you're going to win the rest of those games and either going to be 8-1 and one or 7-2. and two. Yeah, that, that – you know, the
3: way that Cal played <laughs> – the Pac twelve is, is we always say it, it's always goofy, but Cal didn't look great and, and Monster is not Monster's not a guy. So that, that makes it difficult on on Cal's offense, although they're, I thought their defense would play a little bit yeah, a little I bit agree. better. So I feel be, I feel like that's a very winnable game next week against Cal. And then I agree with you. Like Washington is that's the big test going up to Seattle. If Utah can get through Cal, then they're gonna have to figure out a way to beat Washington. I was impressed the way Washington played against Oregon. I thought Oregon was going to manage that game, and Washington, a young Washington team, um, really, really played well, especially on the defensive side, <laughs> even though they gave up the 35 points. And 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 uh, I thought it was I thought it was Eason's best effort. I I've been underwhelmed by Eason coming into this game, and then I thought he played against. A very very good Oregon defense. I thought Ethan played really well. So as I look across Utah's schedule, um, we we talked about it on Friday, PK. It's a very very winnable schedule, and Oregon, but Oregon is the really stiff test I think going going out.
1: So any worry that I mean, Cal- sorry,
3: sorry Washington, Washington.
1: Yeah, we know. What you so any worry that Cal's defense. Can win a 12-10 game the way they beat Washington a year ago. You know, there was uh, – I mean, PK talks about underreported where, you know, there were two turnovers where there could have been returns for scores. There also could have been two more picks in that game. Uh, there was a deflected ball that got dropped. There was a slant that got jumped. I guess it could have been a third one, a one-handed grab on a screen pass, on that weather I don't feel like that's a play that should be made, although it could have been made. Uh, so is there any worry that Cal's defense could come in, force a bunch of turnovers, and win a game? Or you really don't think that yeah. can happen?
3: I think that can happen. I, you know, So I thought, and I think this now even more so, um, Utah, if Utah executes through the rest of the season, then they're going to be a very difficult team to beat. If Utah has 16 penalties in a game, if Utah has four turnovers in a game, if Utah's sloppy, uh, you know, undisciplined, then those are games where you where you just you figure out a way to lose. You don't come you don't come out on top. My, you know, so that's kind of what happened um, against Arizona State. Although they were over they were able to overcome it because of a tremendous defensive effort. So in my mind, as I look across the rest of the schedule, there's not a juggernaut. And Utah's what Utah has to do is execute week in and week out. And if they do that, then I think they're going to be in a very good position to win all of those games. If they go into a game, and it doesn't matter which game, but if they go into a game and um, they have four turnovers, then all of a sudden you think, well, you know, Utah. It wasn't that Utah got beaten, but Utah didn't do the things they needed to do to win. So, yeah, I think that could happen. There's no question. But but I also think the way that te- this team has played and the senior leadership and the talent in the right positions, especially on the defensive side, it's it looks pretty good for Utah at this point.
2: Bring on Oregon in the conference final. If SC loses, I think SC will lose to Oregon because they've got Oregon, which makes it incumbent upon the Utes to win the rest of their games. Because asking SC to lose twice – I think it might be too much to ask because SC isn't the SC that maybe you and I grew up with and all that stuff. But they're still a pretty good team.
3: I, you know, I think they're I think they're getting better. Uh, I, I like I like what they've done. They've always had the talent, and but but then you know they for some reason they just haven't been really consistent with that talent under Helton. So but i think they're playing i think they're playing well right now their uh quarterback is seems like he's back in the groove and and usc is a very difficult team to beat i look at you know i look at their schedule i'm trying to find the same thing is where where do they have another loss or maybe two on their schedule i don't know i don't think they have two losses on their schedule i think they have one loss on their schedule yeah. but oregon. that just makes it yeah oregon but it just makes it even more important for utah to be you know I, I think it was it was good that utah won this game in this fashion they won and you know they kind of won ugly even though coach whittingham says there aren't any ugly wins uh I, i'd say that was a pretty ugly win um because you learn from that just like you, utah learned from the the usc disaster um i think they'll learn from winning ugly like this and and being prepared to execute at a high level, each and every week.
1: So really, it's the wrong week for Cal to be playing Utah. They're going to be on full alert. The way the offense played, and you expect a bounce back game.
3: I think so. I think so. I I hope that I hope that uh, Huntley is is going to be healthy and and ready. I was encouraged that he came back into the game, was able to play even with a little brace on his leg, and hopefully that that's a sign that. Maybe he's suffering kind of a mildish sort of strain, sprain, strain sort of deal, and and that he'll figure out a way to be ready to play on on Saturday. Um, I don't think it's absolutely necessary that he plays, but it sure would be it, it would be a, a nice benefit to have him play on Saturday. I just I cal Cal doesn't seem like they're Quite what I thought they were early on in the season.
1: You played quarterback, Frank. You ever uh, have that reaction after an interception? He was. It's like he couldn't believe. Yeah. It. He couldn't believe it. But then he also really couldn't run over to the sideline to make the tackle. I mean, he hobbled over there, but that wasn't a run.
3: He was. He was more. He was more animated. with right when he released the ball. He was more animated and jumping around, up and down. You would have never known that he had an injury the way that he reacted to the interception who knows maybe that aggravated the injury was <laughs> the way that he was he was jumping up and down but yeah that you know i and and i said that to i said that to hands after the game when we were when we were doing the post game show anytime you see a quarterback and the ball leaves his hand and he starts jumping up and down then you know that it he, he hasn't thrown the ball where he wants to or or The minute he threw it, then he saw the guy that he didn't see when he threw the ball. And so that's the telltale sign for any quarterback. You just watch. When that ball leaves his hand and he's jumping up and down, it's more likely the ball is going to be knocked away or intercepted than it is going to be completed.
1: Well, Frank, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. Of
3: course. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Talk to you guys soon.
1: Frank Dolce. Utah insider and analyst for the Zone Sports Network join us here. We can talk about the Utes win coming up next. Got Cougar fans want to talk about the big win over Boise State. We got uh, Aggie head coach Gary Anderson on the way at 8.30. Open phones though next. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network.
1: Join the big show Thursday from 3 to 6 at Homey. 103.55 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. 103rd. 103-55 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. All right, we got a little time here for uh, the people to weigh in. Are we going to have a long line of BYU fans in a celebratory mode after a massive win? Or has this been such a roller coaster, the pit of their stomach, they're just bracing themselves for the next ride, and they're really not going to get out and celebrate the way we might expect? Yeah, but that's the
2: exact reason why you have to celebrate, because it has been a roller coaster. And you very well could lose. you got to buy this week, obviously, to Utah State. You could lose in uh, 12 days. That's the very reason why you should celebrate. You beat a ranked team. You beat Boise. Boise's owned you. They are 14-0 and 0 undefeated. Uh, no one was giving you much of a chance. And, uh, two, again, this is what we do. Every time BYU lose a game, we assign them three more losses. Every time, no this matter who win. it is. This is a win, that's yeah. a loss. Win, <laughs> yeah. win win win, loss, loss, <laughs> loss. So once although aren't we doing it to the youth right now? Didn't no. we just
1: with Frank assign them no. oh, four no. wins and and a, in a- Possible loss? I mean, no, we don't know Okay.
2: Washington. That's not a possible loss. Once Utah, once BYU lost to South Florida, we assigned them Boise and Utah State. Absolutely. It wasn't a possible loss. I did It was 100%, a guarantee. Yes. You're going to be 2 and 6. Kalani's toast. Will they fire him in midseason? Who will they appoint? Will they actually appoint a non Mormon to be the interim head coach? Blah, blah, blah. That's what we all did. So if I'm BYU, storm the field because this is not the old days where you took victories for granted. You take nothing for granted because it's just not the way you are. You can take UMass and Liberty and Idaho State for granted. You lose any of those three, shut the program down and give it to UVU and they can use it for a football stadium. I mean, whatever that concoction rumor was a few years back. So you lose any of those three games, well then you suck and I don't want to have anything to do with you. But once they lost to South Florida, we assigned them Boise and Utah State. So here with Utah, oh, they might lose to Washington. A team that has three conference losses already and is wildly disappointing. Although for them, I look at them as kind of a a better Devils. Meaning they're so young, you, you got to give them time to grow. The, the Devils they're just too young right now then that's just the way it is takes nothing away from what Utah did but two years ago the Devils came up and dominated Tyler Huntley when he was a sophomore making his he was in his third or fourth start whatever it was and he threw four picks and averaged four yards per completion so that's the beauty of college football it's not the Patriots owning the AFC East for 15 years it doesn't work that way usually because kids come and go every couple of years right so that's the nature of it and good for you you got it this is your year you got a ton of senior talent I don't know that they're going to lose to Washington but it's a possible whereas BYU we assign them two losses BYU fans party hard whatever, whatever it does that entails for a BYU fan to party hard do it because that was a great great win there's no other way to, to say it you can't spin it any other way Great win. Coaches, players, everybody involved. Fans. And hats off to the Utah fans who showed up Saturday night because there would have been no way I would have sat there knowing that the game's on television, even the Pac-12 network. There's just no way I would have sat through that garbage weather against a team that you knew you were going to beat. And hats off to the BYU fans for doing the same. But I'm not – I mean, I have to come clean. I'm not that big of a fan.
1: But the people who went to games Saturday night, they're all in. And I now you was, want to
2: collude your soccer. That was so go ahead
1: easy. You uh, made that conscious decision. Easy weather to stay home. I would have if you were an Aggie, Ute, Cougar, or RSL fan. Because it was it sucked for all of them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody so, really caught a break.
2: So if you if you went out to any of those events that you just mentioned, I agree totally, one hundred percent. But um, BYU, that was so, that was an inspired effort, man. Our
1: question up on Facebook, everybody wins, wasn't that glorious. It really was. There's a surprising amount of negativity. I, I see no negativity. Now, Twitter's for negativity. What are you doing all negative on the Facebook page? You people need to go to Twitter. That's where evilness and listen There's nothing, be, there's nothing negative closing. about Saturday. David, I think Utah needs to not fumble the ball so much, and BYU only won because uh, Boise State had a bad, a, back, a bad backup quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he was bad. I, number one, I'm with you on that. I don't think he is a bad quarterback. No. Having I mean, watched him now play two games, he's not a bad quarterback. Uh, for a backup and,
2: quarterback, I think a lot of teams would like to have that caliber of football player. And and since the BYU Cougars playing a third stringer? Yeah, yeah, and since the Cougars were using their That's third That's all string- flushed out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. You don't need wait, to worry wait. about that. You can't, You can't go with a backup and use an excuse. You want to get to the third team, I'll allow you the excuse on the third team. But the backup, no, because chances are you're going to need it. It's Aire- just the way it is.
1: Aaron says, the Utes and Cougars got lucky. No one wins with a ton of turnovers and backup scrubs. Better I, to be
2: lucky than good, no, I guess. No, 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 no. That defensive effort was not luck. It was domination. It was complete and total. So that this is the defense that we've talked about all season, and it showed up. All right,
1: we got more uh, more fans who don't want to fully embrace the moment. I personally don't understand it, but whatever.
2: We'll we'll get Fan to that of next. any of these teams. I am reveling in it, particularly for the Cougars, because of the fact it might not come for the Utes, it's going to come four, five, six time, more times.
1: 855 340 zone. You can call us. You can pick up the, uh, the your phone. Use the app. Use the open mic. Send the audio. And Yak will get it on the air next. You can hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, and on Twitter at DJ. And at least
2: trash talk me. I've been trash talking you for years. You beat the devils. This is your turn to lay it on me.
1: Well, we'll see if that happens. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.